Hi, I'm Danny Simon, and I lead the New Life Fellowship Church here at Manipal. I'm so glad that you tuned in with us today to listen to our audio podcast. Do subscribe so that you can tune in every week. You know, I believe that a spoken word can change lives, and my prayer and my hope is that as you listen to today's message, it will change your life as you know it. Enjoy the message. We are in the Christmas season and we started this series, you know, on um, the first week of December, all right? And we've been looking at this and we should, you know, prayerfully and hopefully close off the series by next week, all right? And like I said, you know, in the beginning, you know, in week one, what I said was, you know, for me personally, when you think about Christmas, I don't know what rings in your mind. What's the first thing that comes in your mind when you think of the word Christmas or when you think about this Christmas season which everyone is talking about even the world is talking about Christmas and you know there's a lot of festivity and there's a lot of celebration that happens you know during this month and especially next week you'll you'll see a lot of those things happen. But when you think about Christmas what's the first thing that comes into your mind? You know for me personally what I said on week 1 was for me every time I think about Christmas I think of the word gift. all right christmas to me you know when i was growing up like i said you know i'm i'm i grew up in the gulf all right and and um it, for me you know growing up years all those growing up years you know from right from you know like kindergarten till all the way till 12th standard when i was there every christmas season i would look forward to receiving a gift all right i don't know how it is for you you know but 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 i'm just saying you know gifting was something that was so personal to me that every christmas i would look forward because i was i couldn't wait to put my hands on the gift that i would receive that particular christmas when you think about christmas you know i want you to think about the whole idea of gifting all right like i said week one i said this last week i think the best gift that god could ever give us this christmas season is the gift of his son and our savior the lord and savior jesus christ amen all right but one of the things you know that we've been looking at very specifically all right over these last two weeks today and even next week was another gift which i believe you know christmas season brought in all the birth of our savior and lord jesus christ brought in how many of you remember that or is it up on the screen yet no wait 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 it's already come okay it's the gift of peace all right and i don't have the scripture up okay but here's the thing we we picked it up from a scripture we've picked it up from a scripture when jesus was born all right there was a bunch of shepherds who was there outside and the angel appeared before those shepherds and they he made a statement the angel made a statement before those shepherds and that's where we picked up this entire series from you know what the angels declared before the shepherds they said one very specific statement glory to god in the highest and peace be here on this earth he spoke that angel spoke you know of peace all over the earth all right and i believe you know one of the most important gifts that we could ever receive you know during christmas i mean not just christmas season for anything for that matter considering the time that we are living in today considering the culture and the age that we are living in today which is filled with so much of stress and anxiety depression anxiety attacks panic i mean you you know all of these things i think the biggest and the most applicable gift probably for a time like this is the gift of peace you need you know peace because man many times you know when you go through difficult situations when you go through you know stuff that is you know maybe you know you're not expecting it problems are happening you know you you've been looking all around there's only problems after problem there are difficult people you know around us and we we looked at all of these things it's important to remain peaceful on the inside because we looked at this in week 1 if you do not have peace inside if you're not calm on the inside you know what can happen it can cloud our judgment we won't be able to see properly we won't forget seeing we won't even be able to think properly and we'll make the wrong decisions why because man there's so much of unrest inside of our hearts you know week 1 we looked at the whole idea of having the gift of peace all right when you're facing problems all right in fact you know this whole title all right uh, last two weeks and even today okay i titled it in such a way like i said the reason i take some time to you know work on the title of the series and the messages is so that even if you don't remember anything of what i speak you'll at least remember that i'll take back the title home and you think that okay man this is something that i need to have all right so i don't know if you remember week 1 we looked at having the gift of peace when you're facing problems Last week we looked at having the gift of peace when you're facing difficult people and today what we want to look at is having the gift of peace when you're waiting. All right? Can we can we just read that title together? The gift of peace when you're waiting. All right? Now I want to start by asking this question today. How many of you love to wait? 
waiting all right just just waiting i mean just hearing that word gives you you know like creeps doesn't it okay oh, oh uh, waiting is not something it's not my cup of tea all right and and i don't know if you ever thought about this okay when you think about the word waiting isn't it true that our whole life we are actually waited think about it you know when i know this okay, because when i see my kids okay i remember you know even when i was you know probably a small child all right i don't know how many of you have ever been in a place where you know when you were small child i don't know if you remember it or maybe your parents told you that okay you couldn't wait to get to go to school because you've seen older kids do that you've seen you know they go into to all these places you've seen all of that okay and once you get into school what can you wait for the next yeah yeah you you want to get out of school i mean now you don't want to be in school you've been waiting you know to get to school now once you're in school you can't wait to get back home all right and then years go by and you're just waiting and one once you reach you know the highest standards what are you looking next for you can't wait to you know leave school and get to college because college seems to be more fun right hello all right can you see the cycle that we've all been through all right and once we get into college now what oh i can't wait to get out of college you're waiting to get there and next thing you know that you're waiting to get out are you with me all right once you wait to get what are you waiting to get out of college for you're waiting to get a good job yeah all right and you we've discussed this so many times okay you're not really looking for a good job you know what you're looking for yeah you're looking for a fat package good is good is good is okay but we want you know great we want above and you know beyond right i mean i'm just saying you know we keep waiting for these things and once you get a good job what are you waiting for i didn't hear that are you sure <laughs> you're waiting for marriage you're waiting to see the love of your life and probably that might have happened to some of you in college maybe in in your workplace i mean i'm i don't know but you're waiting you know for the love of your life and you can't wait to get married once you get married you know what's the next thing i'm just i'm just giving you a heads up oh you're waiting to have kids you know like you're waiting and i i said this okay we waited 7 and 1/2 years to have kids you know what happens once you have kids you're waiting for them to move out <laughs> okay and then the cycle just repeats all over again and again and again are you with me listen we have spent our lives waiting for something in fact let me ask you this okay if i i promise you this if i were to have an opportunity to sit down one on one with you this morning and i would ask you this question hey is there anything in life right now that you're waiting for you would have something that you're waiting for even right now as i speak It's true that you know when you think about life you know the waiting is something that's always been a part of our life I mean I don't know you think about you know I was thinking about a lot of all of the examples you know that you could think about you know waiting if you go into a supermarket you spend you know the whole you know you have your cart you you buy everything and then you come you know to the bill counter what are you waiting for you're waiting if there's a huge queue you're waiting to get your turn so that man you can pay the bill and you can go home have you been to a doctor's office all right I know I run a clinic okay I've had patients who have come and you know blasted me because have we been waiting outside for an hour we've been waiting outside for you know an hour and a half all right the the, the list I'm saying is endless all right and and sometimes you know I mean let me just let me just say the story okay there's so many things that I came up with okay with when you think about waiting um there was this, there was a friend of mine okay this was you know the time before me and him you know we both got married all right and and he was looking out for marriage and um, back then you know we didn't have whatsapp we didn't have social media we had just had that old fashioned newspaper have you ever even seen an old fashioned <laughs> all right i'm just saying you know that was what our age and our time was i'm not saying i'm very old i'm young okay i'm just saying okay but i'm just saying you know that was the only thing that we had and i remember you know he had gone through you know a lot of proposals he had gone to see you know with his parents and everyone he has gone to see a lot of girls okay and he had a count you know how many girls he saw before he finally got married he saw 15 girls okay 15 of them 15 proposal after proposal and something would happen or something would not work out and he would be this thing and i remember you know when we sat down and you know the only girl that i ever met was my wife praise god okay i didn't have to meet and go and meet any other girl and i remember you know when when i was just getting ready to go and meet her for the first time you know i remember him coming and telling me are you tensed i said no i'm not tensed i'm okay you know and he said no 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 relax you know this is your first girl no It's okay, you know. You go, 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 go. Meet. I mean, you know, you you get used to this after a while. And then he was shocked when you know our marriage just took off. I'm like, he's like, just one girl. I'm like, yeah. And and I said, you know, I think you know what the problem is. I think you have too many things on that list of yours. How many of you heard of the list? 
all right you have too many things on that list you need to you know cut down and you know what he had around i think some 40 plus qualities on that list which is why many of the girls would not qualify for it all right and finally years later many of those things on that list got ticked off all right ticked off as in he crossed it off because he couldn't you know meet the requirement and finally it boiled down to i think one or two and finally he got married i'm just saying okay after waiting for long and then finally one day he calls me up i'm finally getting married after waiting for so long all right i'm just saying you know listen waiting is something that we have to you know get accustomed to let me say this waiting has always been whether we like it or not a part of our life now here's a question that i want to ask this morning how many of us have waited on god for something How many of us you know have come into the presence of God maybe you've prayed to the Lord maybe you've asked the Lord Lord would you do this for me maybe you know for some of us you know if you're in college you know one of the things that we pray for on a constant basis you've written an exam and you're hoping and you're praying and you're asking the Lord Lord give me a good result isn't that true all right when when you know you move a little forward maybe you know you, you you're waiting on for a life partner you're waiting on marriage and you've been praying and asking the lord lord would you send the right life partner so that i can get married and some of us you know like you said you know it's a job thing so we're praying we're waiting on the lord for a good job but somehow if you look at every one of these things somehow you know it doesn't look like god is really doing anything have you ever been there okay it looks like man i've been praying and i've been waiting and i've been crying out to the lord and i've been asking this you know for the lord for a long period of time but it doesn't look like god is really doing something It looks like God is silent. It looks like you know God doesn't seem to want to answer my prayers the way that I wanted him to answer. See the problem with waiting. I don't know if you've been there and probably you have because all of us you know we waited for something or the other. Waiting can be frustrating. Isn't that true? Waiting can be painful. It can be disappointing. You've been waiting on God, you know, to do something for you in your life and somehow nothing seems to be working out. Nothing seems to be moving forward. Doors don't seem to be opening up. Everywhere you apply, everywhere you look to, everything seems to be closing out on your face. And you're wondering and you're asking the question, Lord, where are you? Have you ever asked God that question, where are you, God? Why you don't seem to be doing something here? Why don't you seem to be, you know, answering my prayers? Why don't you seem to, you know, put an end to the situation so that I can move into this place where I've been asking you for? Waiting. It looks like, you know, it sometimes it looks like God doesn't answer any of the things that we have asked him. This is why, you know, I strongly believe one of the best gifts that you can have when you're waiting is the gift of peace. is the gift of peace you know that unrest or you know that that sense of anxiety that that sense of that the fact that man okay you know why are things not working out why are things not working out have you ever been there all right you you you, you know you scramble you, you do all these things chaotically and somehow there is no peace on the inside and you seem to be juggling us so many things together waiting and hoping that things would turn out the way that you are expecting I don't know if you know this okay but since we are in the christmas season all right did you know that people in scripture people in the bible they had to wait a long time do you know for what for what we are going to be celebrating next week or for the what the world is going to be celebrating next week they if you read through the scripture you read through the scripture i'm telling you listen the people in the scripture the people in the bible they had to wait for a very long time for the promise of a risen savior of promise of a savior to come into this world in fact do you know when god actually promised that they you know he would give them a savior or he would give us a savior do you know when it was way long back you know in the beginning in the book of genesis all right and in fact let me just show that scripture to you okay genesis chapter 3 verse 15 okay this is after adam and eve had fallen and you know god was speaking to the serpent and here's what he said in genesis chapter 3 verse 15 god speaking and i will cause hostility between you and the woman and between your offspring and her offspring he will strike your head and you will strike his heel this is the first time that god promises you know that there would be a savior that is coming in there would be a messiah that is coming in who would you know take off all the sins of this world who would take off everything all of the things of this world and he would take it upon himself and we can walk in freedom and liberty this is the first time that you know god comes in and he promises that this is going to happen there is a savior that is coming 
But then you know what happens? This book of Genesis. Centuries pass by. Okay, let me start with years. Years pass by. Centuries pass by. And it looked like God was not doing anything. The people kept waiting for a savior. The people kept, you know, waiting and waiting and waiting for a savior. But it didn't look like God was going to send a savior ultimately. And then, you know, it comes to the prophet Isaiah. All right. Isaiah, you know, was a prophet. You know when he was a prophet? He was, you know, a prophet who was maybe some 700 years before Jesus was born. 700 years. I want you to picture that. Okay. All right, it's okay. They, they, they handle it. Pay attention. Okay, pay attention here. All right. 700 years before Jesus was born. You know what Isaiah, you know what God spoke through Isaiah? Here's what he says. Isaiah chapter 7 verse 14. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. It's like, you know, God stepped in between and God said, guys, 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 relax, relax. Okay, guys, relax. All right. Don't think that I've forgotten my promise to you. I'm going to send you a savior. All right, 700 years now, I mean, it's, it's already been like a long period of time has already passed by. And then God steps in and he suddenly sends another reminder. And he tells, you know, the people through the prophet Isaiah, listen, there is going to be a savior that is born. And you know how he's going to be born? He's going to be born through a virgin. Okay, virgin birth. I mean, it, it is uncalled for, it's unheard of, but that is something that he said it would happen. And you know what he said? They shall call his name Emmanuel. Do you know what Emmanuel means? The guy who spoke it, his name is Emmanuel. So he should know what his name means. <laughs> Emmanuel means God with us. Alright. And then God sends the promised Savior 700 years later. And it happened just like he said it would. People in the scriptures waiting generation after generation after generation. Waiting and waiting and waiting. And finally you know what happens? Jesus finally comes. And here's, you know, what Paul says in the, you know, in his letter to the church at Galatia, he writes this in Galatians chapter 4, verse 4 to 5. But when the fullness of the time, everybody say fullness of the time. When the fullness of the time, all right, had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who are under the law that we might receive the adoption as sons. You know what it says here? When the fullness of time had happened, God finally said and sent what he promised he would. The word, you know, fullness of the time is actually two Greek words, okay? Pleroma, chrono. Chrono is like, you know, where we get our English word chronology. You know what chronology is? Chronology is like a timeline kind of a thing, okay? So, pleroma, chrono, it literally means complete, full measure or the perfect time. So, you know what, you know what God is saying? You know what God is saying? When the fullness of time, you know, when the perfect time, the perfect time had finally come in, you know, in the book of Matthew, when you read, you know, the birth of Jesus Christ, which is aka Christmas. When the fullness of time had finally set in, when Pleroma, Chrono had happened, the full measure, God finally sent the promised Savior, which he had promised long, long, long ago in the book of Genesis. God had waited for the fullness or the perfect time to send what he had promised. Here's a question to ask. What was God doing all that time? I mean, he promised this, you know, in the book of Genesis. And it says here that in the fullness of time, you know, Pleroma Chrono, he waited for the full measure, the Perfect time to send his son and savior Jesus Christ into this earth. What was God doing in the midst of all of that time? What is this fullness of time? What, what was God doing? Was God really doing anything in the midst of that? Hello? I don't know if you ever wondered, you know, when you're waiting on something and when you're waiting on God for something, have you ever asked God, God, what are you doing? Have you ever asked God that? God, you don't seem to be doing anything. I mean, what? I mean, why are you waiting for this? But it says here that God waited for the fullness of time. The perfect time. Here's a question that, you know, that I want us to ask, you know, why does God make us wait? Does God do something, you know, in that waiting time frame? Does God do that? Let me put it this way. Does God do something in that season of waiting that we are going through? 
We keep waiting and we keep waiting. And we wonder, is God doing something? You know, we've all heard this saying. I don't know if you've heard this saying, okay? In fact, I wanted to say that earlier. I, I, I missed that out. Have you heard of that saying, you know, that, uh, that uh, good things come to those who wait? Have you heard that? You know, I think that proverb was made up of some guy or girl. I don't know who, but it was made up by somebody who was waiting for a long time and good things never happened. I'm, I'm just saying. I don't, think, I don't know if any good things ever happen. But always, you know, I want to ask us this question. Is God up to something when we are waiting on him? Does God make us wait simply? You know, he's just waiting. You know, okay, you know what? You just wait. Wait. Have you ever been there? Just simply waiting? You know that, you know, the people are inside the office. Have you ever been there in that situation? People are inside the office and they're simply tomorrow making you wait there outside. You're waiting. Why are they not calling? I mean, they're free. I'm free. Let's just get this over with. I mean, why are you waiting? Is God like that? Is God like that? Is he, you know, just simply making us wait? Or is he doing something in the midst of the waiting season that he allows us to go through? You know what the problem with most of us are? The problem with most of us, we are, you know, what's called as the instant generation. You know what's the instant generation? We want everything instantly. Isn't that true? I mean, today think about it, okay? Technology has not really helped us in this. Technology has made it, you know, even more worse. You know why? Because technology allows us, you know, and the click of a mouse or the tap of on your phone, you know, to get what we want instantly. Long gone are the days when you had to wait in line to book a movie ticket. Ever done that? I have. Long, long ago. Long gone are the days, you know, when you had to wait in line to book a flight ticket or even to book a train ticket. Today, everything is online. You can just get it instantly, you know, the click of a button. I don't know if you, any of you have been there, you know, to book a Tatkal ticket. We had to go to the railway station at 5 in the morning. All right. You ask your parents, they'll tell you this. We had to go to the station at 5 in the morning. We had to wait there. You know why? Because the counter would open only at 8 a.m. Three hours, we're sitting outside, you know, and people are sitting down and people are this. And the minute someone tries to cross over the line, you know what happens? Hey, go. Hey, this is my line. I'm sitting here. But you just got up. No, no, I'm, this is my. And they'll, they'll put maybe a handkerchief to, you know, reserve that spot. I'm just saying, you know, technology has made it more and more difficult for us to consume or to understand the concept of waiting. In fact, you know, technology is trying to make sure that we don't have to wait for anything today. You can book an appointment with the doctor online. Just go in at that time and everything is set. But can I tell you something this morning, church? When it comes to the kingdom of God, when it comes to the things of God, waiting is something that God himself has designed and gifted to us. Because there is something that he wants to do as we go through the season of waiting. I didn't hear a single amen on that. God wants to do something when we are in a season of waiting. Two things which I strongly believe, and that's what two things that I want us to look at this morning. Two things which I believe, you know, God allows us to go through. When we go through a season of waiting, when we're waiting on God to do something for us, you know, maybe some of us, you know, we're waiting on God, you know, to, 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 to answer our prayers when it comes to our exams. When some of us, you know, we're waiting on God, you know, to answer our prayers when it comes to, you know, searching for a life partner. We're asking God, God, I want you to send me the right one. I want you to give me a better job. I mean, you know, you name it, the list is endless. But somehow God sometimes, you know, keeps you on the wait simply because he wants to do something in that season of waiting. What is God trying to do? What are two things, you know, which I believe strongly that he, the reason why God allows us to wait. Here's reason number one. He prepares for you. When you go through a season of waiting, you know what God is doing behind the scenes? He's preparing for you. What does that mean? Can I tell you this, church? Waiting season is a preparation season. You didn't seem to hear that. Waiting season is a preparation season. It means that, man, God is in the process of preparing something. And can I tell you this, church? When, when, we allow, when God allows us to go through a season of waiting, you know what he's doing? 
He's Allah. He's He's taking the time out. He's making us wait simply because. Can I put this in a way that you know we all understand? He's making ready the answer for us when He wants to give it to us in the fullness of His time, just like we read earlier. Pleroma chrono. He's waiting, you know, and he's in that process of waiting. He's preparing the answers. He's preparing the place that he wants us to step into, so that get this. He can give you, or you can experience the best that he can give you when you come into that season after your season of waiting. Let me give you an example. Okay, this last week. Okay, this last week. My my uncle. Okay, and and uh, my cousin sister who's married. Okay, they're in Australia. All right, they came down to Manipal just to spend you know two days with us. All right, two days with us. You know, they came down the first time. They're coming to Manipal, so you know we took them around the campus. Okay, we 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 went into MIT. I didn't have a pass, but I just walked in anyways. Okay, but I'm just saying, you know, we 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 had a good time. You know, showing them, and we we spent a lot of good time together. And they they had a they were happy. You know, the time that they spent with us, we were happy with the time that we spent with them. All right, but here's something that they did not know. You ready? The one thing that they did not know before they came into this place, they had no idea the amount of time that we as a family took to prepare for them to come in and stay and have a good time in this place. Are you hearing me, Judge? We we took a lot of time out. I mean, you know, um, I was you know like I remember that one morning I thought, okay, I, today I can just sit and relax, and then suddenly you know my wife comes in and says, you have to buy this, 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 and I'm like, man, you didn't tell me any of these things. No, 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 these things are there. If you don't get this today, I will not be able to prepare you know this food and that food, and so the food list is going on. Okay, so I have to go out, come in, go out, come in. Okay, and then sometimes I mean you know how wives are. Okay, I mean you'll you'll get there. Okay, I'm just saying. Yeah, sometimes they forget. They just forget. You buy everything and then you come back and then you know oh, this one more thing is there you know to buy. I don't know if you ever been there, okay? And, and and I'm telling you, listen. So that thing is going on on one end, all right? And then you know just one day before they come in, okay? There are new bed sheets coming out, even which I didn't know that existed in my home. I'm saying. New bed sheets are coming out. New vessels are coming out. New glasses are coming out. You know the best things which has been you know stored away, and I'm like, this is ours. I've never seen this before in my own home. Did I buy this? And I'm I'm wondering, you know, where did all these things come out? But here's what's going on. Here's what I want us to understand, church. You know, we we're taking this time out to prepare and to make sure that man, when they step into our home, they're going to experience the best that they could possibly ever experience. And when they came in, they got the best of what we could give to them. And church I want you to hear me this morning when it comes to you know that time of season of waiting when you're waiting on God to do something you know what God is in the process of doing he's preparing he's laying out his best for you he's taking time out and he's saying wait wait wait, wait. the time is not ready you got to wait man I'm I'm doing all of these preparation so that when you come in you will experience the best of me That's one amen I'm telling you listen man church I want you to get so excited when you hear this message in fact you know let me let me let me let me take us you know to a place okay you know Moses and the Israelites Moses and the Israelites okay and do you know that you know when 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 um which was the mountain that Moses had to go up on where he received the 10 commandments bible quiz anybody Sinai all right he had to go on the mountain of sinai so the whole israelites you know where they were camped around that mountain of sinai and here's you know what god when he was speaking to moses here's what he says exodus chapter 23 verse 20 here's what he says behold i send an angel before you to keep you in the way and to bring you into the place which i have prepared who has prepared this is god speaking god is saying listen i'm sending an angel An angel is with a capital A. Many theologians believe this capital A angel is Jesus Christ Himself. All right, and He's saying that. Listen, I'm sending an angel before you to keep you in the way and to bring you into the place which I myself have prepared for you. God is saying, listen, people, you need to understand, Israelites, you need to understand. I have prepared a place for you, and I'm sending an angel before you so that that angel can bring you into the place that. You know, I have prepared for you. you. Know which is this prepared place that he's talking about? It's a promised land. You know, for the Israelites. And he's saying, listen, that's a land of promise. That's a land which I have taken time out. You know, to prepare for you, so that when you come in, you will experience the best. You know, look at look at what uh, Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy chapter eight, verse seven to nine. Here's what he says. Okay, for for the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land. 
a land of brooks of water of fountains and springs that flows out of valleys and hills a land of wheat and barley of wines and fig trees and pomegranates a land of olive oil and honey a land in which you will eat bread without scarcity and look at the last statement in which you will lack nothing can we all read that last statement together in which you will lack nothing you know what god is saying the place that i'm preparing for you the place that i have set for you is going to be a place where you will lack nothing just i don't know who this is for but i think this is for somebody here this morning and if that is for you i want you to accept it and receive it with all of your heart this morning god is preparing a place for you in your season of waiting whatever it is that you're waiting on the lord for you know what god is doing god is saying listen i am bringing you into a place where you will lack nothing you will lack nothing that's a promise that and and and, and you know this is why this is why church i'm telling you listen when you go through a season of waiting yes it is frustrating yes it is painful yes it is you know disappointing to realize and see that man i don't see anything happening i don't see god working i don't see god doing anything but can we come into a place where we understand that listen the reason god is making me wait is because god is preparing the best for me and so that when i walk in i will experience the very best that he has had for me you know what jesus said i'm sticking to the new testament let's go to the new testament all right old testament let's go to the new testament jesus said this in john's gospel chapter 14 verse 1 to 2 let your heart not be troubled listen don't lose your peace relax come down let your heart not be troubled don't don't be filled with anxiety about what's not happening and what is happening just relax come down why you're trusting god jesus is saying now trust in me there are many homes up there where my father lives and i am going to prepare them for your coming what is jesus saying i'm preparing there are many homes in my i mean in fact the other translations it says like this you know there are many homes or rooms you know in my father's house my father's house jesus is talking about is heaven and he's saying listen i'm going myself why am i going ahead of you because i want to prepare that place for your coming and he's saying listen i'm going to prepare them for your coming can we read this next statement together when everything is ready can we can we just say that together when everything is ready when everything is ready when it's you know the perfect time you know when it's when it's the fullness of time when everything is ready for you to come and you know what happens then i will come and get you so that you can always be with me where i am if this were and so i would tell you so plainly you know what he's saying listen the reason why i'm allowing you to go through the season of waiting is because you have no idea what i'm preparing for you i'm preparing the best for you i'm making sure that man when you come into this place after the season that you've been waiting for whatever it is that you're waiting for when you come into that place you will experience the very best that god has in store for you you know here's what i believe okay when you're walking in all right when you're walking in your season of waiting is over let's say your season of waiting is over whatever it is that you've been waiting for and you're walking into that place and when you see that you know what god has done or what god has prepared for you god doesn't want you to go like oh nice work god good it's really good that's not what he's looking for that's not the response he's looking you know what response he's looking for you ready wow god really that's the kind of response he's looking for he's looking for a wow factor when you walk in man he would blow your mind out so much that man you look at it and you will say that my goodness this is this is get this this is exceedingly abundantly above all that i could possibly ask or imagine this is much more this is much more lord you you did this for me you 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 did this really that 
that's the expression he wants you to have when you walk into that place that he has prepared for you when after you know the season of waiting and yes it's frustrating it's been disappointing you've gotten angry all of those emotions are running wild amok inside of you but when you walk into that place the wow expression that he wants to see on your faces i'm telling you that's the expression he wants to see on your face Why does God allow us to go through a season of waiting? Why? Because he's preparing his best for you and for me. And that is why church I'm telling you listen, if there's anything that we can do with the season of waiting is learning to embrace it rather than to reject it. Learning to embrace that season of waiting and saying that listen God, I know you're making me wait and that's okay. I can't see anything happening and I don't fully understand it, but it's okay because I believe inside of my heart according to your word that you are preparing the best for me in the time to come in the fullness of your time pleroma chrono i will see the goodness of god in the land of the living so number 1 what's number 1 he prepares for you here's number 2 you ready this is a little difficult here's number 2 he prepares you okay I think those points are good. I mean, it took me some time to figure that out. Okay, he prepares for you. He prepares you. It's a good message, I think. Okay. He prepares you. When you go through a season of waiting, not only is he preparing the place for you, he's preparing you for the place. Church, are you listening to me? Not only, you know, when you go through the season of waiting, as frustrating as it can be, as disappointing as it can be, he's not only preparing the place for you, he's preparing you for the place that he's going to bring you into. There's a work that he does on the inside of you before we get to the place where he wants us to get to. I want you to think about the Israelites again for a moment. Israel was in bondage and slavery for how many years? Anybody remembers in Egypt? Bible goes 400 years 400 years you know they were inside they were inside where inside of Egypt they were under bondage they were under slavery they were you know going through a very very difficult time all right and then you know God sends Moses and he miraculously brings them out of Egypt isn't that true He brings them out of bondage. He brings them out, you know, of slavery in that particular place. And what happens in the wilderness when they're walking, you know, in through that phase before, you know, so I want you to picture this, okay? Egypt, the desert, and the promised land. The promised land is where God wants to bring these Israelites out. I mean, we know the story. Some of us we know this too well. All right? But what's happened, you know, from here where they were in a place they were in bondage, they were in slavery, they were, you know, really put through, you know, the test, you know, when they were here. God miraculously brings them out of Egypt through you know Moses and Moses and the Israelites are walking through this wilderness and anyone remembers how long this should have actually taken place 7 days it should this whole journey should have gotten over in a week this time but you know how long it took it took 40 years 40 years okay i mean what should have been a straight path i want you to picture this You see that? And what happened to the Israelites? It, they they went through the same emotions that we would go through when we are going through a season of waiting. They were frustrated. They were disappointed. They started grumbling. They started complaining. Have you ever been there? You start grumbling and complaining when you are waiting, waiting. I mean, if you are outside the doctor's office, doctor taking so long. I mean, we we get we get frustrated. No, we we get worked up. All right. This is exactly what the Israelites were going through and look at this, okay? Look at what they said. Number 16 was 13. Is it a small thing that you have brought us out us up out of a land that is flowing with milk and honey? You know what God said? God said the promised land would be a land that is overflowing with milk and honey. But you know what the Israelites are doing? They're looking back to Egypt and they're saying, "You have brought us out of a land that is flowing with milk and honey. Why did you do that? Did you bring us here, you know, to kill us in this wilderness in this waiting season?" and these are the same people i want you to picture this these are the same people when they were in this what they call as the land of milk and honey did you bring us out from there so that you want to kill us here these are the same people who cried out to the lord and said lord we can't handle this anymore look look at this okay um, exodus chapter 2 was 23 to 25 years passed and the king of egypt died but the israelites continued to groan under the burden of slavery 
they cried out for help and their cry rose up to god god heard their groaning and he remembered his covenant promise to abraham isaac and jacob he looked down on the people of israel and knew that it was time to act the same people who came out of egypt who came out of bondage who came out of slavery who came out of addiction who came out of things that they could not you know control in their own lives who, who, who could not do what was going on in their own life god brought them out of that and here they are in the wilderness they're wandering and they're wandering and they're wandering and they came to a place where they started looking back to egypt and thought that was a better place than where we are here right now i don't know if you ever been in that place in your own lives where you know you came out of something maybe you know some of us you know we've cried out to god to help us you know to you know to take us away from our addictions and take us the, from the things that you know we're struggling with and the, all of those things we we cried out and we told god god would you bring us out from that only to come into a place where you're waiting it looks very dry it looks very barren it looks like a wilderness experience that you're going through because nothing seems to be happening here and then you'd look back and say oh that was so much better have you ever been there sometimes we have in our frustration you know we we come to a place where we start looking back and saying oh man wasn't that so much better than where we are right now because here there's nothing at least there that was there but here's the truth church and here's something that i want us to understand god's purpose in bringing the children of israel out from egypt was not that they would just you know come out of egypt but you know what god was really interested in god was not just interested in bringing the people out of egypt as much as he was interested in taking egypt out of the people i don't know if you understood what i just said there was so much of egypt that was still reservoir inside of their hearts they were still carrying egypt on the inside of their hearts when they walked into the desert they're still carrying the memories they're still carrying all of the things you know that they experienced there they had experienced freedom from bondage and slavery in terms of a physical sense but there was a lot of you know damage and things that god had to do on the inside of their hearts before they could come into the land that god had promised to bring them into church i want you to hear me this morning it's true that man maybe you're struggling with addictions and maybe god brought you out of that maybe it's true that man you're not going back into some of those things but here's a question to i want you to ask yourself is it out of your heart still or is it sometimes you know when you think about the stuff that you god has miraculously brought you out and that you know when sometimes when you're alone when there's nobody around you and when maybe you're weak and you're feeling very vulnerable have you ever thought that man i can maybe go back to some of those things and church i want you to hear me this morning god is not just interested in physical deliverance he's not as much as he's interested in a spiritual deliverance that happens inside of the heart god wants to prepare you before he can take you into the place that he has prepared for you he wants to take things out of your heart before you move into that promised land the reason why again god took 40 years to do that was because man there was still some residue of egypt he wanted to make sure that he did a surgery he did a spiritual surgery and he began to remove all the excess and all the unwanted filth that they had brought out inside of their heart from egypt before they moved into the land of promise which was the land that was lacking nothing and i wonder church this morning If you have ever wondered that man god what are you up to in my season of waiting i've been waiting for you to do something is it possible that god is maybe doing a spiritual surgery on the inside of you as you are in your season of waiting that there are things that he wants to get out of your heart because those are things that should not remain there those are things that should not you know uh, continue to be there and he wants to make sure that man when you go into this place you're clean and you move in with a fresh and a new heart into that place that you're going into you know Deuteronomy 8 verse 2 here's what you know God says here's what Moses says okay remember how the lord your god led you through the wilderness for these 40 years humbling you and testing you to prove your character and to find out whether or not you would truly obey his commands you know what I, what, what when i read this was you know what's the first thing that stood out for me the first part remember how the lord your god led you through the wilderness for these 40 years can i tell you church your season of waiting is something that god has designed for you who led them into the wilderness god did 
It's not that they stumbled upon it by accident. It's not that man, okay man, we have to go into this place. No, no, no. It didn't happen just by coincidence or by chance. God himself led them into that place. And I am telling you church, if you are in a season of waiting and you've been waiting a long time for God to act, you've been waiting for God to do something, you know, in the area that you've been praying for. And the reason, you know, why God doesn't seem to be doing something there is because man, he's doing something inside of your heart before you move into that place. And it is, and here's the good news. You're not alone. You're not alone. He's saying, yeah, listen, God himself led. God is walking with the people. God is there with those children of Israel. 40 years they wandered around in circles. It's true. But listen, here's the good news about that wandering. They didn't have to wander alone. They had the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords to lead them and to guide them in every step of their journey. And church, this morning, I want you to hear me. If you're in a season of waiting and you've been waiting and waiting and you don't seem to see anything happening, guess what? Yes, you are maybe in a season of waiting and you don't see anything happening, but you're not alone. God is there right beside you. But look at what happened. Look at why he did that. Humbling you and testing you to prove your character. Character is something that I believe we all need. How many of you are on social media? Social media? You know what the problem with social media today is? There are many problems, but let me tell you one. There's one problem. You know what's the main problem with social media is? Every time somebody puts up a post or a reel, you know what people are looking for? Likes is like a small thing. You know what they're really looking for? They're looking for fame. Come on, talk to me. They're looking for instant stardom. Like, wow, you know, I have like, you know, 500 people look at this or I have like, you know, 10,000 people look at this and I have, you know, these many views and I have all of that. And people are looking for that sense of fame. People are looking, man, where all is this post going to? Is this going to be, here's a term that probably all of us know so well. Is this going to go viral? Have you heard of viral? Is this going to go viral? Is that one post, that one reel that, you know, I put up, man, it's going to go viral and everybody's going to see it and man, I'm going to be an instant success overnight. There's been many people on social media who's become instant successes overnight. Only, you know what happened to them? You know what happened to them? Overnight, what they found success, overnight, they also found failure. Overnight. Here's the thing, you know, that we need to understand about the importance of character. Character is something that is, needs to be built and it's a foundation that you should build on anything. I'm not saying it's wrong to become famous. I'm not saying that. Don't get me wrong. Fine, you get famous, God makes you famous. That, that's fine. That's, that's between you and God. But I'm just saying, listen, the pathway to reach that place, the pathway to, you know, build on something that is successful has to be on a strong foundation and that foundation has to be your character. If your character is not strong, if your character is flawed, you know what will happen? When you reach that successful pinnacle or the place where you want to reach on top, when you reach that place, when crisis hits you, when something bad, when something goes wrong, you know what will happen? You will be in a place because your character was not strong enough to support, you know, the success that you saw overnight. You will inevitably make a mistake and, you know, you will just tumble and fall down and go into an overnight failure or the overnight success that you found. I can bring many examples, but I don't want to do that this morning. But look at what Paul says, you know, when he's writing to the church at Rome. Romans chapter 5, verse 3 to 4. Here's what he says. We can rejoice too when we run into problems or trials. For we know that they help us develop endurance. And endurance develops the strength of character and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. What develops the strength of character? Come on, church. What's the word used? Endurance. You know what endurance means? Endurance means process. Endurance means, you know, you have to go through that season of waiting. You can't just get into that place overnight. You can't just, you know, run into that place and say that, oh man, look, I've arrived. You can't do that. You have to go through a phase of endurance. You have to go through the process of waiting and building up and, you know, coming into that place so that, man, when you reach there, you don't tumble down and fall. Can I tell you this, church? The reason sometimes why God allows us to go through a season of waiting is because He's more concerned what's happening on the inside of your heart more than, you know, the success that you have on the outside. Because here's what God does not want for you. I want you to listen to me very carefully. Here's what God does not want for you. God does not want you to just become an overnight success and fall down the next day. 
He wants you to have success, but He wants you to have sustained success. He doesn't want you to fall overnight. He doesn't want you to just tumble down and fall. Oh, you reach up there and then tuck one overnight, you know, you just fall. He doesn't want that for you. He wants to make sure that the success that He's giving you or the place that you've been wanting Him to get you to, it stays there and it does not fail and it does not crumble down and fall. It's true in every area of your life. It's true in your career. It's true in your relationships. It's true in the life of your children. It's true in the life of your career. He doesn't just want to open a simple door and say that, man, okay, the next day the door closed. That's not his plan for you. And to achieve into that place, he's going to make sure that he allows you to go through the season of waiting so that he can build up your character. Think about this, okay? How many of you go to the gym? Gym, anybody? Gym? Gym? New Year resolution, right? Next year we'll do it. Not this year. Christmas cake and Christmas food and all that. You don't want to go to the gym this year, right? Ever been to one? Anybody? Yeah. Can I ask why? I mean, obviously you don't want six packs, right? I mean, you just want to be fit. I mean, you know, all this excess bulk and, you know, this fat and everything. You just want that to go off, right? Anyone's gone for a six? Never mind. Don't, don't, don't answer that question. Okay. But here's what we both know about the gym. You know that you can't just walk into a gym and then, you know, the next day, I mean, you still probably have these cuts. Okay? I doubt you'll have these cuts overnight. Can you have that overnight? What is, I mean, if you have been to a gym where a gym instructor is, what does he tell you? There's a word that he uses if you've ever been to one. Make sure you come back. Heard that? Make sure you come back the next day. Make sure you're consistent. Make sure you know you keep coming back because you know what he tells you? He tells you this max three months, max six months. But there is a time frame that you have to go through as you keep committing yourself to go through the season, as you keep waiting, as you keep building up. And here's what happens as you, you know, plunge yourself into those exercises that the gym instructor shows you. It's painful, it's hard, it's not easy. You know, you go back home and you wonder, oh, why do I have to go through all of this nonsense? And then you, there's so much of grumbling and things, but you know for sure inside of your heart that, man, if you don't do this, you will never get into that place where you want to get to. There is a process of waiting. There is a process of endurance. There is a process of hardship that I have to go through before I see the results that I want to see. And you know what God's doing when you're waiting? God is in the process of removing all of the unwanted stuff inside of you. Isn't it true when you go to a gym, what does the gym exercises do to you? It removes all of the unwanted excess fat and all of those things that's in your body that should not really be there. That is, you know, gained on, gained on. Have you heard the word gain? You probably have. I've heard it so many times in my own life. Okay, I'm just saying. But I'm just saying, listen, we know this. As we go through the gym, you're burning out those carbs and you're burning out those calories and you're burning out all that excess fat, all of those things. Why? Because over a period of time, you want to see what was here become slow and thin and fit over a period of time. And you're willing to go through that process of endurance. You're willing to wait it out. Isn't that true? Before you can actually start seeing results. You know what God is in the process of doing? God's doing the same thing inside of you spiritually every time he allows you to wait before you get to the results that you're looking for. Before you get to the results, so he's removing out all the unwanted excess inside of you. And you might be thinking, Pastor, that's a great analogy, but do you have a verse for that? I have a verse for it. You want to hear the verse? All right. This is what Jesus said, okay? John 15, verse 1 to 2. I am the true grapevine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off Everybody say cuts off. He cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit and he prunes. Everybody say prunes. Prunes the branches that do bear fruits. Why? So that they will produce even more. You know what he's saying about God our Father? He's a gardener. Have you ever seen a gardener? You know one of the tools that they normally carry? They carry these big scissors. Okay. They take the scissors, they go into the garden and they found out, oh, there's a branch is sticking out. Snip. Snip, 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 snip. You know what he's saying here? He's doing that in each of our lives. The stuff that should not be inside of our lives, the stuff that should not be there, he's snipping it away. He's a gardener. And you know what? 
can i can i make the statement i made the statement up okay waiting time is pruning time he's pruning us in that process he's making sure the things that should not be inside of you as you wait on you know for results as you wait on for success as you wait on for whatever it is that you're waiting on the lord for in that process of time he's preparing you how does he prepare you he prunes you know he takes out the things that should not be inside of you he takes it out and you know what's the sad or you know what's the most difficult thing about this pruning process it's painful it's not easy some of the things that exist inside of us you know to literally tear it away because god says you know this should not be inside you why is this still here he tears it away he tears it open and i'm telling you church sometimes that tearing process is probably the one of the most painful things that we could ever experience in our lives it's not easy and you feel so broken and you feel so you know vulnerable and you feel so left out and you come into that place where you think there's nothing anything more inside of me and i'm telling you church when you come into that place when you feel there's nothing more inside of you that's the time that's the pleroma chrono for you to move into the land where you lack nothing i want to close you know with a simple thought okay like i said waiting time is pruning time Have you ever seen a pregnant woman? Pregnant woman. You know what pregnant women go through? I don't know. I mean, I've just seen my wife. I don't know what they really go through, but have you ever seen your, you know, what a pregnant woman really goes through? When is the baby really born? When is the baby really born? 9 months before the delivery. stay with me the baby is really born when the the woman conceives a seed inside of her womb so there's a seed inside of that womb all right and then what happens for the next 9 months the seed that is there inside that womb begins to grow right church pay attention isn't that true the seed inside that womb it begins to grow 2 months go by 3 months go by Five months go by, six months go by. What happens to the woman on the outside? There's this bump that starts forming. Why? Because there's a baby that's growing on the inside. The baby is feeding off the nutrition that the mother is giving it. And get this: when pleroma chrono happens for the woman, what happens? When the fullness of time happens, what happens? a brand new baby comes out of that womb into this world a brand new baby comes out into this world and you know what's the most beautiful thing about that you know in fact scripture says is the mother goes through labor pains and the reason why the mother is okay with those labor pains is because she knows there's a beautiful thing that comes out of this pain that is that they're going through and they're okay with that pain they're okay with that process they're okay with the 9 months that they have to carry this child inside the womb why because man i'm going to see something beautiful i'm going to see something beautiful i'm going to see something beautiful i don't know if any woman has done that but i'm just saying i know my wife you know we have three boys okay there are times you know when she would just hold her hand on her stomach feeling good about herself even though she may not feel good up there here she feel good about the baby why because man one day she is going to be able to hold a beautiful precious baby so she's okay with that process even though it's very uncomfortable it's very discomforting it's very irritating she's allowing to go through that process now here's a question that i want you to think about is it possible for god to bring a baby out within the first two months he has all power he can do that but you know what the problem with that is if a baby is born just two months into pregnancy the doctor will tell you what happens to the baby the baby can die the baby will not be able to you know handle the conditions you know they born prematurely that's true and here's what i want us to hear this morning even as we close god can push forward things for you he can he doesn't have to allow you to go through that waiting process 
he can just you know make sure things can happen in an instant for you but is it possible that if he does that and even though he has all the power for you is it possible that if he pushes you out of the womb too early that moving into that place where you moved in too early might possibly kill you rather than being a land that is lacking nothing for you i don't know if you got that but here's what i want us to leave you know thinking the reason god is allowing me to wait is because one he's preparing a place for me he's preparing you know the things that i need and second he's preparing me in that process so that man when the pleroma chrono when the fullness of time happens i will be able to move into this place and be wowed at what god has done in my life amen can we just look to the lord in prayer even as we close i want every eye closed right now and can we just stand up in the presence of god this morning and just for a moment i want you to ask the holy spirit holy spirit what are you trying to speak to me this morning please don't you know pass it away please don't you know push away the thoughts that you know god might be trying to bring to you this morning don't say that lord i've been waiting too long and i've heard these kind of messages before and i don't know if anything is there i don't even really know if there is a god but church child of god this morning please open up your minds open up your hearts if the holy spirit wants to speak something inside of your heart this morning please allow him to do that this morning because he wants us to listen and to understand some of us you know we have grown weary we have grown tired of waiting and waiting and waiting because we don't see anything happening and we've been you know come to a place of disbelief when we have come to a place maybe of you know utter disbelief that i don't know if god's really going to do this for me anymore and maybe this morning the holy spirit is saying to you don't give up would you please still hold on would you still please hold on till this morning i believe there's some of us here who are on the verge of quitting i don't know why but the holy spirit is bringing that very strongly right now and church this morning if that is you this morning would you still come to a place where you will not quit but you will still hold on to that promise to that dream which god had placed in your heart maybe years ago would you come into a place where you say that yes this is a place where i have learned so much this is a place where i have been broken time and time again yes this is a place where you know i'm not seeing things happen church this morning if that the some of you here i believe the holy spirit is bringing a word saying that that the time is almost set the time is almost set and it's going to happen before you can even look around it's going to happen even before you can look around in the fullness of his time he's going to do it and the only thing i believe god is asking us this morning is do you believe do you still believe that i can do this and church this morning if that is you i want you to receive this word because god says pleno pleno the fullness of time is set the fullness of time is set for some of us this morning even as we move into the new year you're going to see that breakthrough which you've been waiting for some of us you know for who's who's been waiting on the lord for years to come it's going to happen as we break into the new year i want you to receive that this morning church thank you jesus thank you lord Father this morning Lord even as we're in your presence Lord I want to thank you for your word Lord Father Lord thank you Lord Father Lord for the gift of peace that you give to us Lord Father when we have to wait on you Lord Lord we it's true Lord Father Lord it's not easy Lord Father sometimes we lose our patience sometimes we lose our cool Lord but Lord even this morning as you reminded us Lord Father Lord Lord in this process of waiting the two things that you're doing for us Lord is one you're preparing that place Lord Father Lord for us and one is Lord Father you're preparing us in that process Lord and Lord help us Lord to embrace this period of waiting Lord help us to embrace a season of waiting Lord so that Lord we can come into a place Lord Father Lord Lord that we 
we would be wowed by the things that you're going to do in our lives, Lord. Lord, we do not know what the wait is for, Lord. We do not know, Lord, Father, Lord, even how long we have to wait, Lord. But Lord, we know that in the fullness of your time, Lord, you will not disappoint us, Lord. You will not disappoint us, Lord, Father, Lord. Lord, you will do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we can possibly ask or imagine, Lord, Father. Lord, we believe that by faith in the name of Jesus, Lord. Father, I want to pray for some of those, Lord, Father, who's been waiting on you, Lord. They've been waiting on you, Lord, Father, Lord, for, Lord, some certain things in their lives, Lord, Father, Lord. Lord, Lord, I pray and I ask, Lord, Father, Lord, that, Lord, in the fullness of your time, you will grant that to them in the name of Jesus, just like you spoke right now, Lord, in the beginning of this new year, Lord. Some of them, Lord, Father, are going to experience that breakthrough, experience that miracle in the name of Jesus, Lord, Father, Lord. Lord, I pray, Lord, Father, Lord, that we would come into a place where we would believe you and we would trust you for everything that you're doing in this process in the name of Jesus, Lord. Oh, we thank you, Father. We surrender everything into your hands, Lord. Father, even as we leave from this place, Lord, I pray that your presence would go before us, Lord, Father, Lord. Continue to minister to us, Lord, Father, even this week of Christmas, Lord, as everyone would be going for the holidays and, Lord, celebrating. Father, we pray, help us never to forget the true essence, Lord, Father, Lord, of what this Christmas is all about, that you gave us the gift of your Son and Savior, Jesus Christ, Lord. We thank you, Lord, Father. We surrender everything into your hands, Lord. In Jesus' most mighty and precious name we pray. Amen. Receive the benediction. May the love of God our Father, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with each and every one of us now and forevermore. Amen. That really spoke to me and I pray that it spoke to you as well. I want you to remember this. It doesn't matter what you're going through and where you're at. Our Heavenly Father is always with you. I want to say this, if you need prayer or you want to reach out to us, send us an email or DM us on Instagram. You know, let us know if we can serve you in any way. Just a reminder, don't forget to subscribe so that you can tune in with us again. And I'm really hoping to see you next week.